it's just such an awesome community. You know, you don't find people that are sitting there looking for sympathy and they are talking about what they have accomplished and what they can do. Some folks say, hey, if I had a chance, I don't know. It's hard, right? Some folks would be like, obviously, I wouldn't want CMT, but CMT has really made me into this incredible person. And that is very heartfelt, warming, and touching to me to hear those stories. Parents, our siblings, our community, our family, everybody is involved. And they don't even hesitate. That's good. I hope mom's listening because we need her to make a big donation this year. Yeah, I know. This is the reason we're mentioning her. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Get out your checkbook, Mumsy. Mama. Hello, everyone. This is Chris and Lizzo. We are a brother-sister team. And on behalf of the Charcot Marie Tooth Association, a.k.a. CMTA, we are coming at ya. Coming at ya from coast to coast. I'm in California, and Chris lives in Green Mountain State of Vermont. That's right, folks. And this is... Excuse him? Vermont. Vermont. We. This is another episode of our podcast named what, Lizzo? CMT for me, CMT, the number four, me. That's right, folks. CMT for me, a community-focused podcast dedicated to those with CMT, giving them a voice in the community to share their stories, good or bad, successes, challenges, and much, much more. Every time I listen to an episode, I've wondered how y'all coordinate this beginning conversation. Oh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, We do it at the last minute. Uh, Let me get my... Voice going here. Me too. Here, I was so. a little. Usually likes to start with the Darth Vader voice. No, nah, sometimes. But did you have your cigarette, Elizabeth? <laughs> You're such a jerk. Huh? <laughs> You'll hear Ashley the cigarette uh, cough smoke. laugh comes out. So listen, Ashley, like chain smoker. I'm allergic to laughter. It gives yes. me asthma, and exactly. he tells me that I smoke, and I don't. Yeah, you wait till you hear it. When she does her laugh. <laughs> She's heard the that's a shame. He must be sick all the time. <laughs> She's heard the podcast. All right. Okay. So are we ready? Why are you fixing your hair? I'm just itching my head. <laughs> oh a okay. little itch. Our next guest, the distinguished and most reputable Dr. Stefan Zuckner. Isn't that a German name? Cool. A great opportunity to brush the dust off my German vocabulary. As you can recall from other episodes, I spoke French and even spoke with the British accent. Hello, we get this dear, Stefan. I think that means, hi, Stefan. How are you? Yes, it does. Woe becomes to diner schneiden. (laughs) Chris, I think that means if Stefan understood, where do you get your haircut? Oh, it does. Do guess me often, Nafu? Now it says, and this is true for you. You're getting on my nerves. Lizzo, so what do you think of my incredible German? Sehr schlecht. Very bad. So let's move on. We'll ask Stefan to clarify some commonly asked questions and misinformation. A great learning opportunity for all of us. It is really day and night. Ten years ago, pharma and the research community, there was little in the so-called pipeline the mm-hmm. therapeutic pipeline. That has truly changed. There are now gene therapies for some rare forms of CMT. There are related disorders like spinal muscular atrophy. It's for doctors, even though it's different for patients, it's a related dis- disease. 
there are functioning gene therapies. Industry has many projects now that they want to bring forward. Academia has many more ideas. It feels a bit like a domino game where, we, you know, it flips faster and faster. I think we at the beginnings of the age of therapy. You know, we were in the age of diagnostic, finding the root causes. We see signs that we are entering an age of therapy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to title this, this episode yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The age of therapy. And those patients who went through this age, that will benefit all the generations going forward. I'm really fired up about this next speaker. Me too, because he's going to help you with your meditation, among other good. issues that you may be yes, carrying around yes. on your shoulders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So I'd like to introduce Arda Ozdemir. Woo. Yeah. He's a spiritual mentor. He's awesome. Executive life coach. He's written several books. The latest is The Art of Becoming Unstuck. He is the founder of Rise to Realize Coaching School. Ask Arda. Welcome, Arda. I want to start off with the, with the most important concept, which is your emotions, your feelings are not negotiable. Okay, mm -hmm. period. So whatever you're feeling, anger, sadness, anxiety, worry, they are all legitimate. They are all real. Your feeling inside, maybe not good enough. We talked about it, not recognized, dismissed and, and lonely and, and completely ignored and not, not appreciated. Those feelings are real and they are yours and they are not negotiable. So this key concept helps you go through this grief cycle. When you first learn about that you have CMT, what was the experience like? I'm inviting everybody to go back to that moment. Maybe it is painful. I understand that. But I'm asking and inviting gently and kindly to go back to that moment. Because again, no one can imagine how it was like for you. Right. But you can experience that and you can feel the maybe the shock, maybe the trauma. That is the first stage of grieving process. It might not be just the individual with CMT, but it also could be the parents who just learned their child has CMT. Everyone involved, somebody with the CMT, just learning and friends, people reflect on your pain. A lot of people will be, oh my God. And immediately after that shock, sometimes, and I'm sure there will be some of you who will deny that. No, that's not true. That could be a stage that some people go through. And right after that, Chris, Elizabeth, right after that, when you are diagnosed, you, you start to feel that anger that is bubbling up. You will be like, you want to cry, like you want to scream and, and, and scream from the top of your lungs and say, why me? So after denial, slowly goes into the anger stage. And yeah. I'm inviting everybody to reflect on that. Did you feel the shock? And where did you feel the shock in your body? Sometimes it's just like, like a little cramp in the stomach, a little punch in the stomach. Sometimes you feel this hollow feeling in the, in the lower belly. Very important to really feel that. And then you can inhale and exhale to ease the pain. And whenever you feel the anger, I bet that anger will show up in your body in that spot where you felt the shock. 
where you felt the punch, where you felt that contraction. And what happens after anger? You said then do you experience sadness next? Yes, you got it. Because after anger, you basically exert your energy. Like when you're angry, like you want to fight, right? So you start to feel that, oh, I want to fight this. I want to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fists are up and then you're just like screaming and uh, like, I'm going to fight this. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, it's here. So then you sit down, you almost like collapse. If you can visualize it, the, someone going through that, that stage, sadness comes in. So, yeah, I mean, even after living years and years and years, maybe you don't even know you're angry, but everything has a shadow or a negative tone, like this damn disease. I can't do this and I can't do that. And I totally get that. And you get so angry. How do you it seems like it's impossible to let that go. But a lot of our guests do. I don't know how they do it. How do you how do you let it go? So they they switch that fight and sadness into acceptance and through the acceptance they start to bring their inner strength into their lives Mm. after acceptance i call it new beginnings because you had life a certain flow and you got diagnosed now you have a new life a different life after going through the grieving process you have an new life, a new beginning, because your energy will be different Hmm. after processing that anger and sadness. Isn't this great? Yeah. And this podcast is a gas. Can you dig it? Why are you pulling all these words out of the 60s and 70s? You're just being weird. I'm like thrown off. I can't even focus. Hey, sis, listen, don't come unglued. All right. No need to flip your wig, girl. Just (laughs) mellow out, sister. Peace. Right on. Okay, I'll just try to hang loose. Just trying to dig this vibe, man. All right. As usual, you are now being very oh. weird. Name this band, Lizzo. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking like the doodah man. Coldplay. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is a Grateful Dead. All right. Enough's enough, sis. Okay, Let's move whatever. on to today's guest, Mr. Jonah Berger, a true deadhead. Jonah has been a longtime friend. I just sent him a video yesterday of he, him talking at a support and action group at the time. Oh, yeah? cool. <laughs> it was like 11 years ago. And Jonah was sitting there. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but he was just getting started. I'm, I'm sure you were with the CMT before him, but he's a poet. He's an artist. And Jonah, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Or what advice would you love to give our listeners? Let's see. I've got a small one and a big one. Okay. The small one is, and again, it's biased because I work for the CMTA and I'm paid by the CMTA, but I also see frontline what the CMTA does and accomplishes. And I've never been a part of an organization that does it better. I just never have. And so the small one you can do is keep supporting. And that could be financial, ideally, but it can also be participation in things. It can also be connection, volunteering. Like there's so many ways to support this organization, but I'm here to tell you all from the front lines, this organization is worth every minute of your energy and effort and every penny you donate. It's beautiful because not every organization I've worked for I could say that about, but I can about the CMTA. 
And then I guess the bigger one that I would say that comes directly from my exposure to the youth of the CMTA and to my work is don't ever, ever believe that the world is a bad place. Yes, the world is going through a lot of issues and we have a world of work to do on our culture and on the way we prioritize and treat each other. But from the front lines, if you are lucky enough to do the work that I do, you see this side of humanity, this beauty, this strength, man, that same thing as I said about parenting and marriage. We have a lot of challenges on our plate as a community, as a larger world community, but it's worth the effort. You got to keep doing the work because the golden moments are still very much alive and there's nothing but hope in the future as long as you're willing to stay focused on it. Kenny B's in the house. I love it. I love it, Kenny B. One thing we always do on this podcast with our guests is really ask them based on their experiences, right? Because I, I picture the listeners listening to this podcast and it might be someone recently diagnosed with CMT or not diagnosed with CMT. Someone who might be struggling emotionally coming to grips with their CMT. So just on your experience, what would you say to this community here? So when you're first diagnosed with CMT and you hear those words that nobody's ever heard before, it can be difficult because you're told, look, you have this disease, there's no cure. We really can't treat it. We can maybe manage the symptoms, but here you go, get out of here. And that's typically the the extent of what it is. And it's unfortunate. But how do you deal with hearing something like that? You have something you're born with, you're going to have it for the rest of your life, go away. It's difficult. The The silver lining in it, at least for me, is, is that although the words are hard to hear and to digest, CMT itself is not anything new for anybody who's newly diagnosed. They've already been living it. Unless they have an established family history, they've chased that diagnosis for years, sometimes decades. So while the name itself might be new, the disease itself isn't. They've already been dealing with it. They've already figured out how to work with it. They've already figured out how to survive with it. And thus far, everybody has survived their worst day ever. What the diagnosis did for me was it provided answers to all the questions I already had. And then for many more questions I didn't even know I had. Yeah, and I think you referenced very powerful prior was like something along the lines like, hey, don't stop pushing for answers. They are there. Just they are there. Keep going. They're there. Never not crazy. Keep going. The answers are there. Even after your diagnosis, when everybody tells you CMT doesn't cause breathing issues, keep pushing for that answer. When you meet with a pulmonologist and they tell you, no, you're fine. If you still can't breathe, guess what? You're not fine. Keep pushing for those answers. They are there. So folks, we have Yoan Bouchard and Yoan, so great to have you on this podcast. I'm really excited to learn. (laughs) I think you should do the whole Chinese samurai thing. Sorry, but you you got to end your question. Not so like in the middle of the sentence so that I can reply. I was about to say, I'm so excited to be here, but it sounds like you're going to keep going with something. Sorry. Okay. Okay, go ahead. You mean do the whole the whole intro again on the no, just say our next guest is our young twenty eight year old Chinese. No, I'll, I'll let him explain that. So okay, our next guest 
And as I reference, I am so excited to interview him is Yoan Bouchard, my nephew. And I could say a lot about him, but I'm going to hand it over to him and he can give us a lot of information, his age, where he lives, what type of CMT he has, et cetera, et cetera. And don't forget, he is a Chinese samurai. Oh boy, Chris, I try to fix that mistake of yours for years. It's Japanese. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Jap. Okay. Okay. I'll get it eventually. But you know what? He's a warrior. He's a CMT warrior. And why do I say that, Yohan? What? I'm sorry. I'm not sure where you're going with this. I was going to answer Chris's questions, and then you intervened. I'm very confused. What do you want me to answer? For someone who may just have received a diagnosis and or someone going into surgery, and maybe we go more to someone who's just learning they have CMT, what type of advice or encouragement would you give them as a result of your experiences? Right. Well, one important thing is always to find some people that you can lean on to talk Mm. to, to be able to discuss this about. So, I mean, I don't know what type of CMT you may be diagnosed with. I don't know how severely you're affected, but I think this is true for all people who are diagnosed with CMT. You know, it's important to have people to be able to talk to, to discuss this, to be able to rely on, to confide into, you know, the CMT isn't like, oh, I can deal with this on my own type thing. It's, I feel it's something that you need to have a group of people that can help you out, not necessarily, you know, help, help, but like that you can talk to about any problems you run into that can give you advice on how to deal with things. People that will try to understand ways of helping you in ways that you want help in and not misunderstanding, you know, that, yeah, you have CMT, but you can still do things. It's not like you're completely disabled and can't do anything. I mean, there's always some activities that you can participate in. And it's finding those activities that's so important and finding that group of people that you can talk to and work with. That's awesome. And I'm going to transition over to Lizzo. Lizzo, as a parent and advice for parents who are now experiencing either CMT themselves and or have a child with CMT, what advice would you give them? My advice would be to stay positive and to talk about CMT. Talk about CMT to your kids, normalize it. Because a lot of people, a lot of parents feel very guilty to have given the CMT gene to one of their kids. Luckily, we didn't have that because Yohan's a spontaneous mutation. But even, you know, and I think about it this way, we all give certain traits uh, and genetically, we give things to our kids that we don't even know about. It could be risk for cancer or heart disease or high cholesterol or anxiety. So we all have things that we give to our kids. And if the child has CMT, well, okay, you can't go back. You can't change it. So take it as it is. Talk about it. Acceptance is huge. I think parents role model behavior. And if the children feel that the parents are really anxious or the parent is hates living with CMT and is very negative, then they're going to emulate that kind of attitude and behavior. It's not a great disease to have, but again, we can't change it. We're working on a cure. Get involved. Get involved with the CMTA. Get involved with your kids. You know, be an advocate for people with CMT and meet others. When we have a great camp for kids and great support groups around the country. So I would really say there's a lot of people that kind of want to hide the fact that they have CMT right. or the kids have CMT. And you know, our philosophy has always been do what you can now. We did a lot of traveling when Yohan was younger because we didn't know what the effects of CMT were going to be. And I'm really glad we did that. And we talked about it and accepted it. And look at you. You're involved too, Chris. I mean, how have you seen Yohan's evolution over the years? 
how have I seen his evolution? Yeah. Oh boy, now a question that I need to answer. <laughs> no, I think as I stated, he's, uh, again, a very confident individual. I think he's very realistic. I love the fact that his positive attitude, he's getting out there and biking and looking at ways that he can continue to do things and his involvement with the CMTA and sharing his stories with others is just uh, remarkable. So it's encouraging. I, I hope it's really encouraging for our listeners. I was just thinking in closing, uh, and I can tell we need to wrap up because Yohan's kind of yawning and ready to go to sleep again. We received a complaint on the podcast. Oh my, come on. Really? Yeah, we did. I mean, the person gave us a five-star review, but oh, then, cool. yeah. Well, what no, the heck were they good. complaining about? Well, they wanted me to clear this up right from the beginning. They what? just said that your Forrest Gump accent was horrible it was oh it was God. like it needs a huge tune-up and i was like really? i don't know yeah he thinks okay he's well give me, give me one more shot one more shot okay well go i hope you've been practicing because it really wasn't good my name time. is forrest gump you want a chocolate i could eat about a million and a half of these my mama always said life was like a box of chocolates well, I'm not an expert, but we have a woman here with us today who is our guest, actually. Okay. And she's from Alabama. Oh, and boy. Her here name we go. I love it. Ashley McLeroy. And cool. I think she's going to help you with that accent. Ashley, Ashley, are you the one who complained? Are you Perhaps. the one? Perhaps. Yeah, okay. so listen, if, if you're just such an accent pro, let me hear your Forrest Gump impression. <clears throat> here I go. Okay. okay. Mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. You know what you're going to get. That is 100 times better than me. I love it. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners or community or any words of wisdom or advice? Definitely. With my disability, I've dealt with a lot of challenges, obviously. But, you know, that's just been part of my life. My ability to focus on my abilities seems like it's harder as I get older and the responsibilities and the stresses compound and the limitations increase. In 2018, I decided that I was going to do a couple of things. I was going to set a five-year plan and I had three things that I wanted to do, which was get a master's degree, build an accessible home and go to Hawaii. Well, I was lacking so much confidence that I could achieve those things that when I posted it on social media, just as some images, because I didn't want people to be able to understand what those goals were and mm. ask me about them later. And a lot of that had to do with my self-doubt. I just thought, I'm going to post this just for myself, but I don't want other people to understand what it means. Mm. Each year that I was facing these challenges, took two years to get a master's degree. I beat myself up that entire time thinking, you're not able to do this. You're not able to do this. And it was unnecessary because I did it and I did it well. And then I started the pursuit of a home and I thought, this is too much. You're not going to be able to do this. I just beat myself up, the self-doubt. Absolutely none of that had anything to do with my disability. And so what I want other people to realize is your self-doubt can be more of a limitation than any kind of diagnosis you have. What you need to do is find a support group, a group of cheerleaders who will encourage you, remind you what your abilities are, and then also just take it day by day and just achieve those goals. Write them down and work on them. 
Let's get Who's to our my, guest, dude? Our friend. I said my friend in the notes, David, and he's like, hey, wait a minute. It's our friend. I know. So our friend. Already David, being excluded. David Tannenbaum. I've known David for a, quite a long time. He's a psychotherapist in New York. Well, in New Jersey now because he does Skype or Zoom or whatever. But yeah. he's been intimately integrated and involved in the CMTA community. He's a treasure trove of information and knowledge and wisdom. Introducing David Tannenbaum. Welcome. Welcome, David. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thinking about all the listeners out there listening to this podcast, is there something you'd like to leave them with? Some words of wisdom and or something insightful that you'd like to share? (laughs) Enough. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like it has to be insightful. Spot. Why? Yeah, just well, easy. Well, I don't know. No. I don't know how how insightful it is, but having CMT certainly have challenges in your life. It's it's a difficult life, but it absolutely can be a good life. People forget that just because you have challenges doesn't mean that you can't have a great life. And I think that needs to be really imprinted in people's heads, minds from a very early age, because we're so accustomed to thinking, okay, if I have some condition or limitation, that that's it. That means I'm not going to have a good life. No, it means that, yes, you have to deal with some tough stuff. But, you know, in the in the dealing with this tough stuff, it actually opens up other things in your life. You know, it helps you deal with other things in your life a lot easier. So don't see it as a curse. I'm not going to be Pollyannish and say, oh, great, it's a gift. But in a sense, it's the one thing that will push you forward in your life. Everybody has something, some big challenge. Mm-hmm. So for me and for uh, other CMTers, having CMT, okay, that's their challenge. But that's also what's going to propel them. Some people are just, I, I feel like, and I'm wondering why, are just innately positive. And have they made that choice along the way? And others just can't get there. It's so much harder to look at the positive side than the negative side. Is that just attitude, how we were raised, a little bit of both, nature, nurture? Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good question. I think some people have generally a higher set point on positivity. And I must, in full disclosure, I'm not one of those people. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a whining Jewish guy from New York. So <laughs> I, don't, I complain <laughs> about a lot of things. So I don't think you have to generally be an a inherently positive person. But I do think that you have to get really fed up with your feeling negative to say, okay, enough with that. I got to work yeah. on myself to feel more positive. Sometimes you have to hit a low that really yes. will propel you forward. Absolutely. Right? And, Absolutely. And not only CMT, but in a lot of different things. And, and what I find is that it is very common. People that have a disability or just for this podcast, focusing on CMT, I think everyone we've spoken to, Elizabeth, has had kind of that low. And you're talking to them and I'm like, my gosh, they are so positive, but they have gone through some challenging times and have come out better as a result. Well, I'm really glad. It's really good to get expansion on this youth program. Exactly. And it makes me think it's just great to be young again. You're not young. Totally. I am. You're so old. I heard your social security number is three. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Awesome. Well, you're only one year closer to being back in diapers, Lizzo. Dude, that's not something you can say on this podcast. Sure I can. It's our podcast. You're a comedian. You're really funny. You're so old. Your first car was a wagon and horse. <laughs> okay. Well, three <laughs> things that age well, wine, cheese, and you, Lizzo. Okay, that's enough. Let's get back to our younger generations. Today we have... <laughs> okay, hold one second, though. It's Listen. I have these moments, right, where 
I was listening to the pre-recording for our upcoming guests. And yeah. I noticed the whole time they're talking, I just in the background, I'm like, yep, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, so uh-huh. So. Yep. Yeah. So reel me in if I do that again. I'm like, what an idiot. So no, it's just uh, you want like, Yeah, yep. I the same thing. Okay. I know you I Actually, literally just caught myself doing it. Oh, there we go. Yes, exactly. So with that, welcome Dan and John Morgan. <laughs> and it's so awesome to see you guys again. You guys participated in the Cycle for CMT event last year. And I'll tell you, I just had such a great, great time with you guys. And you are very inspirational. And to our audience, you definitely want to listen to this podcast. These guys are awesome. They've taken different paths in lives. They help each other. Great brothers and awesome perspective on life and challenges. And you're going to learn a lot from these two. Lizzo, psyched to have these guys on. Yeah, so am I. If you had advice for the CMTA community out there, what would it be? And I'd like each of you to think that over and maybe give an answer. Sure, I can. I'll go first on this one. Awesome. I think my subtle message is you have to focus on what you can do and not what you can't, because focusing on what you can't do doesn't get you anywhere. Focusing on what you can do opens new doors to finding other things that you can do. You just have to stay positive. I know it may sound like I'm I'm beating a dead horse with the positivity stick, but keep your head up. And that's that's great. great. Awesome. Yeah. Dan, yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I think John and I feel the same way about a lot of these things. But to build on that, you know, life is hard. You know, CMT won't be the only challenge that you face in life that is going to test your limits. And life is definitely not fair. The faster that you accept that and get over it, you know, the faster you're going to be happy and be able to take your future in your hands. I get really frustrated when I see a lot in today's society of perpetuation of victim culture, where you have just a lot of people wasting a lot of time complaining about how things suck or that life isn't fair and talking about how other people should fix these things for them so that, you know, they can live a better life. Whereas, you know, I think that you need to put more of your focus on making yourself better because there are always things that you can do to you know achieve better outcomes in life where as john says that there are millions things that you can do and if you focus on those things you know you can build a really productive career and and happy life i I would say in general to anyone with cmt who has any concerns you know about jobs and employment don't hesitate to reach out to me because there are so many jobs out there that you can do. There are so many amazing adaptive technologies that that can allow you to interface with computers, which can allow you to do a whole ton of different jobs. I'm 100% positive that you'll find your way there. You just need to focus on the reality of of what you can do. God, you guys are great. You are awesome. I could do this, like talk to you every week. Um, I know. They don't look too excited. No, I that. don't think they're too excited for that, Lizzo. So I'd, I'd be yeah. okay with that. I don't mind. <laughs> Maybe John would. Yeah, this is fun. I just find such a positive environment with yeah. those that do have CMT. It gives you encouragement and strength to continue to try to fundraise and find a cure because it's it's just such an awesome community. You know, you don't find people that are sitting there looking for sympathy 
and they are talking about what they have accomplished and what they can do. Some folks say, hey, if I had a chance, I don't know. It's hard, right? Some folks would be like, obviously, I wouldn't want CMT, but CMT has really made me into this incredible person. And that is very heartfelt, warming, and touching to me to hear those stories. Parents, our siblings, our community, our family, yep. everybody is involved. And that yep. they cool. don't even hesitate. You That's know? good. I hope mom's listening because we need her to make a big donation this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. This is the reason we're mentioning her. No, I'm just kidding. Get out your checkbook, mumsy. Mama. Chris, these two are amazing. They're really longtime friends. I've known them for like 20 years. It seems like that. Yeah, about 20 years. And they're CMT advocates. These two have been married for 60 years. That's how old I'm going to be in December, 60 years. So that's that's a long time. And I've been married 27. Wow. We don't care. So let me talk more about my folks. It's about our guests. Okay, let's refocus. Keep me on track. (laughs) <laughs> Today, we have Beverly and Frank Wurzel. Beverly was a CMTA branch leader, and she started around 2005 and is, to date, the longest standing branch leader with her husband, Frank. And she's even won Volunteer of the Year Award. I wow. mean, she is amazing, and we're going to hear from both of them very soon. But Frank is always by our side. She's a determined fundraiser, a natural people person, and a fierce advocate for people with CMT. And Frank, he always makes people laugh. I, I, he just makes people laugh. He's funny. They make a great pair. What wow. a couple, Beverly and Frank Borzell. These two have a lot to say, folks, and they have a great approach to fundraising, strong beliefs, which drive them every day in everything they do, a commitment to the CMTA, finding a cure for CMT, and are definitely not a pair who sit on the sidelines. They are engaged. So welcome, Frank. Welcome, Bev. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Let's start from the beginning for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship to CMT and CMTA. I knew something was wrong at about 35 years old. I lost my lateral instability from one foot. And I said, something was going on, but went to a shoemaker and he put a lateral wedge on the shoes. And it was good for years after that. Each time I got a pair of sneakers, I'd have that lateral wedge put on. And it wasn't until years later that I developed foot drop, many, many years later, and I said, no, there's something definitely wrong here. Finally diagnosed with a CMT. At about that time, I found out that there were actually groups that met. They were called support groups. That's right. And our support groups. And remember when they were called support and action groups? <laughs> and it was very far. The one that was closest to my house was at least an hour away. But I did reach out to the branch leader at the time. Why did it take you so long? So when were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed just a couple, a few years earlier than that. When I developed foot drop, I didn't know what to expect from a branch. I didn't know what to expect from a, going to a, a meeting, what type of people I'd meet. I was very reluctant. It was a yeah. branch leader that called me over and over, please come join us. And I said, no, I'm not ready for this yet. You know, maybe, maybe next time. And she was just, she could not have been kinder. And she said, please come. She said, you will feel very comfortable, I promise. I said, fine. I said, you know, it took me a while. It took me about a year. I said, but don't expect me to say anything. Right. So Frank and I finally went. 
And I was just blown away. I mean, I didn't stop talking the whole time. No, yeah. No. <laughs> and, uh, it's hard. It's a hard disease. You know, sometimes I feel very sorry for myself. I have friends who are my age, and then some of them are losing their spouses. Others are struggling with other disabilities of, or other illnesses. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I know, oh, I'm, I'm glad for what I have. Thank God it could be worse. But I also know how challenging it is for me and how much over the years, how much of a change there has. It. It's been slow, It's been this, but it's been pro- progressive. And I get angry because I, and I, and I, why can't I go to the supermarket? Why is it so difficult to me to to get out of the house, to walk with the braces? Do I take the cane? Do I not take the cane? I'm I, I I'm angry at my dependence, I think. If I have to say one thing, I'm angry at my dependence on Frank. But on the same flip of the coin, mm-hmm. Frank is dependent on me for so many things. So I think it equals itself out. You know, he does so much for me, but I do for him as well. One thing that I recall you you both said yesterday is also some of your motivation in getting engaged is it keeps your mind off of all those things you just talked about, well, right? Where you can sit there and just worry about all of that and you staying engaged or going for walks or running the branch and fundraising keeps your mind off of that. It's the most gratifying feeling. I've said, I said this at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. when somebody calls up and they don't know what to do. And they've just had been diagnosed themselves. I had a child recently been diagnosed and they don't know where to turn. And for me to say, perhaps I can be of help to you. Perhaps it helps so many people along that way. I've told them about the centers of excellence. I've told them about some of the doctors, some of the researchers that I know and, and, and to feel hopeful. And that's what I'm feeling. I feel because of all the years that I've been doing this, I feel very, very hopeful for the future. And not so much that I will benefit by by the research, but research is definitely on target. It's definitely advanced so much in the 20 years. And I am hopeful by the time that this child needs any type of intervention, there's going to be treatment. There'll be a cure. There'll be no issues. Get it out of your head. That child is going to be fine. The CMTA and the people... Elizabeth and Gina and so many others have become family to me. It's a second family. It's somebody I know who will get on the phone and say, what's wrong? I haven't heard from you. Or, or what can I do? What, what can I do to help you? You know, many of the people I don't know, the, the newcomers, there were so few. And now there are so many. So yeah, you guys do an unbelievable job. I hope now I'm part of your family now that I've got. Well, to... don't forget the next match for one a Bev, you got to call Chris and ask him for a donation <laughs> and have him double it. Don't challenge me, Chris, on that one. Please. <laughs> I know I will lose well. Lizzo. We've been getting some feedback from some of our listeners. Has anything surfaced in the last week? You know, I was talking with a gentleman who did the cycle for CMT and he said, boy, we really like that podcast. I saw you listen to it. He said, you know, I came home and my wife was sitting there after listening to the podcast and she was crying and she wasn't crying because she was sad. She was crying because she listened to Aaron and Emily and she empathized with those two young women and their courage and the way that they spoke about CMT and embraced it really affected her emotionally. 
And since then, she's been more open about her CMT. She got out her cane. She's been using it. And thanks to the inspiration of our young adults and our podcast uh, interviewees. So there you go. Wow. Wow. That blows my mind. I mean, it just is a good feeling inside that the podcast is having an impact. And, uh, you know, that's why we're doing it, folks. And more importantly, it's uh, hearing from our guest speakers that have a lot to offer. What would you like to say to the CMT community, whether it's any advice or through your experiences? And a big part of our podcast is people sharing their stories. And what would you like to say and what could people learn? And the floor is yours. First of all, thank you again for having me on. And I would love to come back sometime if you guys need a guest. So I guess part of it, you can hear from my own story, trying too hard in some ways to be normal or just whatever normal is. You realize at some point that really there is no normal. Everyone's different. Everyone is unique in their own way. So if you get involved with the CMT community on whatever level that might be, stepping outside of your your own household, you're going to find some awesome people out there. And I mean, tons of awesome people. Our community is just unbelievably supportive, encouraging. And not only that, but they need us and we need each other. Because of the way Life You Love came out organically, and I wanted to get that message across to some kids, because I actually just put one foot forward and did it, I've been, again, a camp counselor for four years now, and now probably hundreds of kids have heard these songs and growing. So get involved and try not to be too clammed up and in in your own shell, I guess. Step on out and and do something big. Awesome message. Thank you so much, Aaron. Just look up in the mirror. You're beautiful as you are. You're unique. I would ask myself before, like, why on earth did I get this? Why would I get this? Why can't I just be normal? And then it just hit me. I am normal. I'm normal the way I am. This is my normal state. This is my body that I was given. And all of a sudden, I started to appreciate myself in another way, in a whole different way. And I still do that. I actually still do look on the mirror and talk to myself. Oh, that's great. It might sound a bit crazy, but... No, oh, no. It, it's very inspiring. It's so if we could, Alyssa and I just want to jump through the screen and give you a big hug. Right I know. Now, so. I, that's what I, I know. wanted the like whole I'm, time. <laughs> I am like teary eyed with joy just on your story. You are an amazing individual. Jeff, before we get to the fun questions, what advice do you have for the CMTA community? Well, I would say get on the blogs, right? And follow those because they're oftentimes fun. Like people will post really fun things and the questions people ask might be really relevant for you. I know as a teacher, I tell my students, like when you ask a question, you're doing other people a favor because they may be too shy to ask the question. They may feel like it's stupid to ask the question or they may not be able to formulate it properly. But there's people out there that will really help you with your own problems, I think, and have great ideas. And then also work within your limitations to be just a little bit more active. Because it it does do a lot for your attitude, and then you over time you might you might find that you can really do a little bit more. Right? Yeah. Just find yeah. yourself, because I know that they have enormous challenges. I mean, it's really overwhelming yeah. sometimes. I like really appreciate the little things, and I really think I learned that from my dad because I'll come in at night to go in my room, and my phone's plugged in, and my computer's plugged in, and there'll be juice boxes next to my bed and a cold water and clean out my needles out of my insulin kit because I never do it. And I'll just let he cleans it out and he puts fresh ones in. And that's actually something that I like 
just love about him so much and it's actually something that I've noticed Michael does too like he'll leave my charger kind of on my like dresser instead of on the floor so I can reach it easily and it that's why I really wanted to say like the little things you're yeah. you're the best at that oh so and awesome little things I think big things are great but I think more little things matter than less big things thank you yeah. Julia that's yeah. awesome what advice can you provide our listeners? Like some words of wisdom going forth in their lives with CMT. I I remember I was giving a talk in Michigan once to a CMTA support group. And there was a young girl in the audience. And I was like, oh man, I feel bad. She's probably bored, dragged here by her parents. And after the talk, I took a Q&A and she raised her hand. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. She said, I have CMT what advice would you give me? I was like, wow. All right, Bethany, like don't (laughs) screw this up. And so I told her life can be fantastic. I told her that growing up, I looked at my mom who doesn't have CMT and I looked at the life she had lived. She had been to 30 countries. She lived in a castle. She lived on a ship. She was a black belt. She lived this incredible, vibrant, adventurous life. And for a while, I thought that that was inaccessible to me because of my CMT. And I have learned that I was wrong, right? There may be limits on my body, which I test. I test them regularly. But there are not limits on the quality and the vibrance of the life that I can lead. So that's what I told her. And that's what I would tell anyone listening is that life can be fantastic. Do you have any advice and or insights as we close that you would like to share with the CMT community? I think you've said it. I understand why the hope is dead in so many when it comes to their feet. And and it doesn't come from having a bad disease. It comes from having been given hope so many times and have it taken away. Today, more than ever, with groups like the CMTA, you can find someone who can truly assess, not just for surgery, but for other aspects of your care, physical therapy, bracing, whether or not there is hope. And there is. And I think in general, what we said before is, if there's something you can fix in your life, fix it, whether it's your feet or your relationship with your spouse, because there are so many things that just are not going to be fixable for us. And I commend and I admire, and you've given me strength, all the CMT patients that have taken their fear and put it in their pocket and look life right in the eye and forged ahead. And I know almost all of you are better because of it. Fantastic. One of the things that, that I do often, if I'm having a bad day, and, I, and by no means am I saying that I don't have bad days, I do. Like, they're, it's tough. This isn't easy. One of the things that, that I will do is I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to a, a podcast of something that is going to be not just uplifting, but it's going to remind me that I am the creator of my life. It's going to remind me that I have a choice of how I want to think today and who I want to be today. Reading something, listening. Sometimes when things are bad, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll put on like dance music. And every time I'm doing that, I'm like, why do I not do this every day? Why don't I remember to do this every day? It puts me in a completely different state of mind. Mm -hmm. Barging in the kids' rooms and being like, you're late. I can't believe how hard is it to be on time? I just walk in their room and I start to like, how different of a day is that kid going to have just based on me? 
So that's one piece of advice I give breath work. I always like, I always want to say it's not brain science, except that it is literally breathing, literally breathing in and out of your heart, focusing on gratitude, focusing on appreciation, focusing on a fond memory for 60 seconds, a minute, two minutes, five minutes, you can physiologically change your brain and body literally. And we can see it with your heart rhythms. I have a, actually a device from HeartMath that I use that I can literally see my heart rate values change as I'm breathing. And you can do it while you're talking to somebody. It doesn't even have to be a big deal. Meditating is huge. Get on that app, that Insight Timer app. They have every type of meditation you could ever want. Music, guided, five minutes, an hour. Spend time going inside so that that you can begin to become more conscious of the thoughts that you're having that are really derailing you all day long. Yeah. So, Lizzo, if someone wants to learn more about CMT and or to donate to our cause, where should they go? www.cmtausa.org. There's so much information on the website, you'll be blown away. And you got it, folks. Go to the site. Save this as a bookmark. Ongoing information daily. And you know, Lizzo, as we've heard from our guests as well, it takes a lot of money to fund research in order to find a cure for CMT. If someone was so inclined to generously donate to our cause, please go to cmta.usa.org. No, it's not did cmta.usa. Let me do the Excuse website. Me. Oh, yeah. cmtausa.org. Okay. Good okay. Point. That's all right. And to I our listeners, do you have a good story? Would you like to be a guest on our podcast, CMT for Me? Well, write to us. And it's CMT, the number four me podcast at gmail.com. CMT, the number four me podcast at gmail.com. Tell us about you and we'd love we to hear from hear. you. And Lizzo, Reviews are so important for promoting this podcast. Absolutely. And where does someone go who wants to write a review? Yeah. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave your review right there. And we've gotten some great reviews. So keep them coming. All right, Lizzo. You have a good one. Love you. I love you too, Chris. Oh, and let's finish strong. Here we go. Ready, Lizzo? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Two, three. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Those vagabond shoes. Oh, my goodness. They're longing to stray. Right through the very heart of it. New, New York, York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We definitely don't have a music career, folks. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Till next time. Adios. Podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>